Welcome to another episode of Coaching Through Uncertainty. I'm Brianna Hodges, National Faculty for Future Ready Schools. Joining us today is the one and only Fast Crayon. That's right, Dr. Amy Fast. Um, how's it going today? Going great. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> oh, every day, every day. Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Amy? You know, kind of where you are, who you serve, all, a little bit of details about us. Sure. I am a high school principal in McMinnville, Oregon, and prior to us recording, we were talking about how I am currently in the middle of some pretty um, interesting times, not only in our nation like everyone else, but also in the state of Oregon. So there are, we are currently not here at my house, but across the state engulfed in flames. So, uh, and also starting school on Monday. So definitely some interesting times around here. I uh, like I said, I work uh, in McMinnville. We have a high school of about 2,000 students, around 200 staff members. This is my 19th or 20th year in education. I used to be a fourth and fifth grade teacher in the same district as well as an instructional uh, coach. So I've served at all levels, elementary, middle, and high. And they are uh, exciting times right now and challenging times. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited to see our students on Monday. Well, who said high school is not challenging, right? Like, you know how to do this. I mean, make it really go to the bar up of uh, 2020. And um, the, the right. is definitely a new twist into, um, into our Jumanji type experiences that we keep having, having these days. Um, so one of the things, let's just go ahead and kind of jump into it. Um, as, you, as you said, you have spent a lot of time in the school district specifically. And, um, you know, can you talk with us about community building and, and um, you know, the relationships that go into serving um, a community for, for such an extended period of time. I mean, you've got to have developed a lot of relationships, both with the staff, with the, with the, um, the students, with the families, all of that. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're in an interesting situation that we're a one high school town here in McMinnville. And so with that comes its own special kind of culture and pride. And what's, um, I think it was really fascinating is for a long time, uh, connection with our students and connections with our families has been a top priority of uh, McMinnville High School in the greater McMinnville School District. But we didn't realize just how much we had room to grow in that area until the pandemic hit and everyone left school, you know, for three months and was uh, having to learn remotely. Obviously, the, the equity issues were highlighted, but so were um, the issues in terms of our, the support we provide to our families and the connection that they feel with the school itself. So um, now that we are again finding ourselves in this remote uh, learning situation, at least to start the year, we're doubling down on that need to connect with families. There's a few uh, things that we've learned, I think, um, over the course of the last six months that uh, we can really leverage to help our students be successful this year. One from a really global standpoint is the importance of how we communicate. Um, and you know, sometimes uh, I, get a, I get a hard time in our district for being on social media um, so prolifically, but I think that uh, meeting parents and students where they're at, you know, really saturating um, the information they get through social media, through email um, is, is really important in shaping the narrative of your school. Um, but the other piece of that is uh, 
when we're looking at connecting with our families and our students, we really need to build time in for that in the same way that we would build time in for like reading instruction or math instruction if we value it. And so, whereas in the past, we would build in the expectations for it and maybe in even the systems for it, like, um, you know, you're expected if a student misses a certain number of days of school to call home and, um, you know, here's the system, here's where you enter, who you talk to. I think what we've learned is that if we really care about that, we need to build in the time to make that happen as well. So uh, one of the things that we're doing this year, in addition to running an entirely different schedule, so typically we have eight periods that's on a rolling block, so four periods every other day. Now we're going to four periods only every day for a quarter, so students have fewer classes to take. And then adding to those four periods is an advisory type class where Every single staff member in the school from administrators to teachers uh, to classified staff have a core group of like 15 kids and that's their that's their crew. And so yesterday and today we are engaging in empathy interviews. And so we're calling every single family in the school to find out what their hopes and concerns are for the year, what resources they may need how we can be of assistance to them, introduce ourselves, make sure they feel set up and ready to start the year. Um, and so by the end of uh, today, we should have uh, contacted all of the families of our 2000 students and at least know those who we weren't able um, to reach. And all of our families are sitting out there in our community feeling a little bit more prepared for the year to start, a little bit more cared for by our high school staff and a little bit more connected to our school community. And it makes me wonder why we haven't built the time in for these empathy interviews, for these advisory crew, like lots of schools have advisory. It's different when the purpose of advisory is just to connect. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm really excited for the intentionality with which we are approaching the school year in terms of connecting with our families and our students in our greater community. I absolutely love that. I mean, that is such an amazing thing. You know, we take that word connection and it has changed its meaning so much um, this year, right? Like a, a lot of times we get really focused on the internet connection, the Wi-Fi connection. Do we have the devices? Do we have this? But I love that you are taking that to an even deeper level and saying, we really want to show that connection. I, I grew up in a one high school town as well. And, and it's so easy. I, I totally know what you're talking about where the, you have this assumption that everybody's on the same team and that everybody knows everybody and that we're all, we're all connected until something like this happens. And then you really do realize how isolating it can feel to, um, to not see people regularly and, um, you know, not just as adults, but also as students and, and really looking through that lens. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's been really interesting working with people across the country. Um, and I've reached out with a lot of people who were teaching already in virtual circumstances before. Um, I, I worked with, I taught with a, a, a gentleman who he and I taught um, in, a, in a typical face-to-face -face, uh, setting, and then he left that, that school and then went to be a virtual teacher. And so he was actually my first phone call whenever all this happened. And I was like, okay, tell me, like, you've done this from a face-to-face -to -face to moving into a virtual. What's the difference? You know, what's the words of wisdom that you would give to, to the rest of us out there? And the very first thing he said was what you're talking about with those empathy interviews. He was like, every single 
student, every family, like we connect with them and before and, and find out their hopes, their fears, all of that stuff. And so I love that. Like that is just, it's a, it's a huge shift. Yep. Too often we um, lean on systems too much to address issues or fix issues. Whereas the systems are merely the framework within those systems. It's really about doing the emotional labor of connecting with each of our students and personalizing their, you know, what they need and how we're addressing their needs on an individual level. And it's, it's hard work. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's hard work, but it, it is the work, you know? Well, and it, it takes a lot of the guessing out, right? Like right now we, we, uh, we will end up guessing, how are we gonna improve engagement? How are we, you know, and, and instead you're asking the source, you're saying, hey, right really well for you what was something that was terrible you know all of those things to improve that keep the good stuff improve the things that that really matter to to people instead of taking our adult version of it and in our quote-unquote perfect version of it and trying to to force exactly. piece in that love that so um we all know like just just as we've been sharing this conversation there's so very few things that are certain right now so what's something that keeps you coming back like what is that that thing that keeps a smile on your face that you do know like even in all of these unknown and uncertain times that that you can kind of rely on this and how are you using that to lead your campus sure i don't know that um this really speaks to the certainty but i think that uh, it speaks to the certainty that there is growth through the uncertainty. And so what I'm really trying to focus on is who we're going to become on the other side of this. I think that, um, you know, most of us who've lived any life at all have experienced some real hardships. I remember when my daughter was three years old, she was in the pediatric intensive care unit for three weeks uh, in a medically induced coma. She had flesh-eating bacteria, and we waited for 10 days to figure out if she was going to live or not. And I remember that was, like, obviously the, one of the hardest things I've ever experienced in my life. And yet, I wouldn't take it back for anything because it gave me so much perspective. Every time that I have had a hard day since 2012, I have said to myself, it's not flesh-eating bacteria. Like, I'm able to put it all in perspective and I think about some of the trivial things that we got worked up about in schools prior to this um, you know just just little things that would get us annoyed and impact our day and then therefore impact our students days and well-being and I can't help but feel a little bit excited for how this is going to bring educators together when we get through it how people are going to have a newfound sense of perspective and you know we were talking about the importance of connection and the the bigger picture that they will come away with knowing that first and foremost before our students you know become uh, who we want them to become academically they need to feel connected to their community they need to feel connected to each other um, and to their schools and and to our staff and so I guess I'm just really excited for for what's on the other side of this discomfort um, for us as a nation, for us as, as educators. I think there's so much growing that we are going to do and it's painful, but all, all growth is, you know what I mean? A little painful and it's, it's also uh, a lot worth it. So while I, I'm, I don't wish what we're going through on anyone, um, at the same time, there, 
there is um, there is purpose to be found um, on the other side. So I guess my certainty is just that this discomfort um, isn't all for naught, you know? Yeah. Wise, wise words, right? Like it, the learning is in the struggle and you can't, you can't grow if you don't learn. And we, you know, as educators, we like to have the answers. Um, but sometimes we've got to, to go back in and learn new answers and, and learn different approaches. So some incredible words. So one final question for you today is, um, you know, what, if you, you're, you are definitely one of our, our nation's top instructional leaders. And I, I know so many of us continually look to you for, for guidance, for ideas, for inspiration, for just keeping it real also. Um, so what's something that's in your, your bag of tricks, your playbook that we can kind of um, maybe use as, as our, as, as one of our own kind of model after it that you're doing. So maybe a strategy that you've, um, challenged your staff with or something that you're kind of keeping your focus on. Um, what's, what's that look like that we could maybe add? To? Sure. And I, I don't know that I will be able to offer anything profound in terms of, um, instructional strategies or tech strategies. I mean, I definitely feel up to speed. Like I'm trying to be, uh, you know, knee deep in the tech strategies like everyone else. Um, but I would say that, you know, we talk about in schools the importance of modeling what we want our students um, to be able to do. We talk a lot about think aloud and the importance of them being privy to the, the critical thinking that's happening in our brain so they can kind of see what that sounds like, that internal dialogue when they're working through something. Um, and we, you know, the, I also read all the time on social media, like hope isn't a strategy. Um, and I, and I'm, I bring that up and it seems disconnected, but we talk a lot um, in our staff about not only is hope a strategy, but it's it's also one of the most impactful strategies. It leads to, um, it's, it's, it's more correlated with future success than a student's SAT score is, than their GPA is. So we should absolutely look at hope as a strategy, but the, the reason people go to that, um, you know, dismissing it so easily is because people assume that hope is a feeling. It's something you just are experiencing or you're not experiencing. But the reality is that, um, and we talk about this um, a lot in our circles, but uh, it, hope is actually a habit of mind. It's a, it's a behavior that is learned, similar to many things that students learn in school. Um, and so training your brain to find the hope in situations is extremely important for us as educators. It's also extremely important for students if they're going to be successful when they're facing all the constraints uh, that they're facing um, this year. So uh, showing, thinking aloud about how you are in the midst of a struggle, whether it's a tech struggle or, you know, a, an emotional struggle of your own as an educator, um, or even an instructional struggle, like I'm trying to figure out how to group kids and I can't do, and, and actually thinking aloud in front of students um, and also modeling that hopefulness, like the I know we'll get there and here's what I'm going to do to get there. That is imperative this year more than any other year because students actually, while they might benefit academically from us having it all figured out from the get-go and just nailing all the instructional strategies and tech strategies, they're going to grow that much more as a result of watching us struggle with them and lean into that struggle and be hopeful in spite of that. So I guess my, my biggest piece of advice right now is to model hope as an intentional, actionable, tangible mindset. 
You heard it here, friends. I love that. So grab it for your playbook, add it to your toolbox. Thanks so much to Dr. Amy Fast and to all of you out there coaching through uncertainty. Until next time, we'll see you then. Coaching Through Uncertainty is a Future Ready Schools podcast series that explores the new shifts in teaching and learning that are happening right now. Future Ready instructional leaders, coaches, and teachers are navigating challenges that were theoretical, optional, or barely feasible only last year, but have now become full-blown, full-speed, in-the-moment realities. Coaching Through Uncertainty is hosted by me, Brianna Hodges, National Faculty for Future Ready Schools. In each episode, we'll connect with Future Ready coaches on a mission to inspire, engage, and amplify innovative professional practice. We'll hear from the nation's top instructional leaders as they share their experience, expertise, and advice to reimagine teaching and learning to better suit today's learners with tomorrow's tools. You can subscribe and listen to Coaching Through Uncertainty wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Coaching Through Uncertainty and Future Ready Schools are projects of the Alliance for Excellent Education. Together we're better. Together we're future ready.